This the Black Powder Podcast. Kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. Let this moment kick. Black people moving and having some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. Just thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't wanna involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast. Let's get it started. Primer set the powder is lit. It's time to get on target. Welcome to another episode of the Black Party Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Yasuke Fett. And just a general reminder of your marching orders and why we have created the Black Powder Podcast. The main mission is to change the social view of black society and firearms. How do we do that? Glad you asked. We talk, walk, read, write, and think about it to find a better solution for a brighter future for the proper protection of black people. Join us through education, practice, and safety as we take down the stigma of black people and guns one discussion at a time. Discussion at a time. I know this has been something on a lot of uh, people's minds lately, especially a lot of, uh, you know, my people, black people. Uh, this whole Buffalo shooting that happened, this... Fuck it, let's call it what it is. This terroristic action against black people that happened in Buffalo heavily weighs on my mind every single day ever since finding out about it. And unlike a quote-unquote normal shooting or mass shooting, whatever the heck a quote-unquote normal mass shooting is defined as, this, this motherfucker wrote a 180-page manifesto as to why he did it and why he was going to do it and what made him justify his actions i've heard so many different talking points on the manifesto to the point where it's just it's got me thinking especially the parts that said that there are many others like me out there in law enforcement and just defense agencies and so on and so forth in our own country despite the fact that we shall defend against all threats foreign and domestic so many years have gone by to the point where the domestic part has been greatly ignored unless it comes to people of color not just my color mind you but other colors but nonetheless this is a black podcast I'm talking about the people that share my same reflection black people the sad thing is we don't take the threat of racism as seriously as we should especially the younger generation the younger generation thinks that excuse me the younger generation feels that racism is a thing of the past that it's a relic that it belongs back in the civil rights movement antebellum slavery and and many other quote-unquote antiquated errors of this country this country is not that old slavery was not even a good hundred years ago slavery has been around for a long time even if my math is off it has been around for a long time Let's say 1776, right? Before the country was actually quote-unquote called the United States of America or everything was united, slavery was around then. Everybody's doing it. The English, the French, the Americans. It's hard to find 
Native American slaves because it's kind of hard to enslave somebody who knows their own land. You're in their own backyard. Of course, they're not going to stay. So they had to import a bunch of people from another continent, another country that didn't know the lay of the land. That's where we as black people come in. And when you look at it, technically we're an anomaly. We're not really supposed to be here. This isn't our country, this isn't our land, but yet here we are. The leftover stepchild who this country had no idea what to do with. So meanwhile, while this country has bleeding hearts towards other outside factors, when it comes to the internal factors, it's almost like a malignant tumor. And I hate to even call our people that, but that's, uh, that's what it feels like sometimes. We can't make forward progress, and if anything, we're always given something that resembles symbolism to the point where whenever something like this happens, they don't want to focus on the fact that it was an attack on black people. They want to focus on the fact that it was a, a lack of gun control. Gun control has roots in racism. There's a book I'm reading right now by Nicholas Johnson called Negroes and the Gun, the, the tradition of firearms, the black tradition of firearms, excuse me. And it gives the entire breakdown of why we as black people have the right to protect ourselves, to protect our family with these firearms. Despite the fact that it may be a American right, American Second Amendment right, it wasn't just a Second Amendment right for black or for white people, it was a Second Amendment right for all people. But yet anytime black people try and exercise their right in that amendment, we come to the basic stereotypical media-fueled visions of guns are bad and black people with guns are just as bad. And it has affected our society to the point where there's a lot of our people from the past who are older black people who were afraid to protect their family with these firearms. And it was pushed, it was pushed all through our society to the point where a lot of people think that they can just let go and let God or Jesus the problem away. Thy rod and thy staff protect me. God is always watching over you. But when it comes to the aspect of dealing with physical issues that seek to harm you with malicious intent, God is watching, but the action has to come from you. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. You are only as dangerous as people expect you to be. The Buffalo shooting happened because this young idiot viewed Buffalo, New York after doing his research. And if I can remember correctly, he's been doing research since the age of 15. Racism has no age limit. It's out there for all people, unfortunately. And it continues to grow and fester into the minds and hearts of people. It is a religion to the point where you have a lot of fanatics willing to continue to go to the church of racism and do the research to harm others. When it comes to black people living in certain states, California, New York, law-abiding black citizens, 
there is no legal way that they could have quote unquote protected themselves because the gun control laws are so strict. Why does a criminal, why does a terrorist give a damn about gun control laws? Somebody find me an answer there. Because in all honesty, it's not like some, some terrorist is gonna show up and say, oh, well, no guns allowed in this grocery store. Guess I can't commit acts of terror. It doesn't make any damn sense. But yet here we are. And I think, I can't even remember how many mass shootings have happened since this one. Ironically enough, I think there's been more than one lately in, in New York. One of the most strictest gun states out there to the point where if you go through the airport with your firearm checked and you're just potentially going through, there's a chance that you might not get that firearm because New York is so strict. If you're stopping in New York with your firearm, there's a chance you might go to jail because the laws are so strict. And this terrorist knew that. In his over three years worth of planning, he found the weakest black settlement that he could. And that settlement happened to be Buffalo, New York. We take a lot of comfort in the assumption that racism, the threat of racism, is going to go away despite the historical data being there. The threats never leave. They leave a shadow, a scar, an impact as a reminder and those scars fade away until it happens again. And there is no limitation whenever it comes to age. It could be a teenager, it could be an old man, it doesn't matter. Either way, in this case, this idiot studied anti-Semitic text on the internet and continued to gather and further his research until he felt like it was time to act. All because of the fact that he taught himself online it's almost like they got a damn university for terrorism or something. I mean, I, I just, I get it. There's a lot of things you can learn online. You can learn how to fix a car. You can learn how to woodwork. You can learn how to make money. But at the end of the day, just knowing that we've got all this information out there and instead of furthering ourselves as, as a uh, society, we'd much rather continue to break ourselves down. But that's to be expected because when the religion of terrorism and the Peyton S. Gendron from Conklin, New York, decided to continue to learn the religion of terrorism. He actually shopped in Buffalo, New York, purchased his firearms in the city of Buffalo, New York. He planned on doing this in the very heart of the city that he was going to affect. But what's the end result? What is the end message that black people have gotten from this? Some of us are extremely pissed off, rightfully so. Some of us feel like we're not protected. Some of us feel like we don't know exactly what direction we can go towards in order to find a solution to this. I myself, I just find it extremely hard to look at somebody who shares the same reflection as me and worry that even if it's somewhere like the Dollar General, which I go to every now and then, but nonetheless, I know it's a, a black Dollar General. There's always black people behind the counter. But I worry that what'll happen one day if whether I'm there or not, something similar happens to them. 
Because hell, it happened in a damn grocery store. Who's to say it won't happen in Dollar General? And where I live at, there's a high number of black people. Who's to say it won't happen here? These are the thoughts that have been plaguing me for the last week or so. Even my coworkers, I worry about them because just like me, they're black. And the last thing I want to see happen to them is, is the same thing that happened in Buffalo. But the mentality of just grabbing guns and armoring up, it's a good idea, yes, but you need to do the research. I was listening to the Black Authority one night. I always listen to the Black Authority. It's one of the major black media networks I listen to. One that's not necessarily watered down and, and feeds you something that isn't exactly tangible or you know worth your time. But to me, as a person who listens to all news networks that are actually, that's not, not necessarily credible, but nonetheless, I listen to all news so I can get my information and sift through the bullshit as needed. There's a guy on there that said, it's real easy to go get some armor plating. All you have to do is go to AR500 for a good price, you'll be ready to go. That's bullshit. AR-500 is not exactly the, the most safe plates that are out there. If anything, I really and truly believe that companies out there just to get your money and give you a piece of metal that makes you think that you're going to be quote-unquote invincible until the day that you actually need it and put it on. And lo and behold, you find out just how mortal you are. I look at it like this. If you do not plan on organizing your community or becoming an active member of your society or working with others in your community to find a safety committee in order to make this work properly. Or if you're not willing to rally the people that look exactly like you that share your very same skin tone and image into a neighborhood watch or a community watch, it's pointless. But if you think that you're going to do this by yourself and you think that you yourself and well, that third person who looks like you is going to be enough, you are sadly mistaken. And you're preparing yourself for death. One person stocking up and moving in society is enough to keep one person safe. That's one of the weaknesses we have in our society is the fact that we think we can do things on our own, which is okay. But if you're not going to do the research, you're hindering yourself giving yourself a major handicap and somebody else a major step up over you. But if you are intent on doing this by yourself, keep these things in mind. You need to learn the benefits of environmental awareness. You need to learn the limitations of yourself and your skill set. You need to try hard and train right. You need to get your body in shape. You need to make use of and have an escape plan. And one thing is definitely for certain, no matter what happens, you do not play the hero or you will be granted a hero's death. All of these are just a few things that you need to learn, especially environmental awareness. Nobody expected some random terrorist to come in trying to film himself and put it all over Twitch like it's some damn video game and just start shooting up the community. And one of the most docile places that any person can go into the community. 
And yes, I know, there's certain, let's just say there's certain places like Food Depot where you look up and all of a sudden the police are out front. Okay, cool, whatever. But nobody gets shot. Last time I checked, even if somebody got shot, it wasn't a whole damn store. There were not 10 casualties for one incident at Food Depot. Get your body in shape. If you're going to be quote unquote badass enough to carry around some body armor, then you need to be a badass who's in shape. It doesn't make any sense for you to be 300 pounds or close to 300 pounds, myself included, which I know I got to get my ass in shape, but I'm not running around here like I'm going to be, I don't know, Action Jackson. But nonetheless, it doesn't make any sense for you to do this shit and not be ready. We already got enough against us based on our skin tone and the stigma that there's going to be a black man walking around with a firearm as well as armor plates. Yeah, that's not going to look good. And I'm not going to lie. I've already started looking into clothing that will at least somewhat provide some protection. But you also need to consider building a community because if you are going to do this on your own, you should at least have some sort of backup or some sort of allies. Find your group or your squad. Train with your squad. Plan with your squad. You're only as strong as your weakest link. And if all of you are 300 pounds trying to fit yourself with some body armor, it's not going to end well. And the other thing that you definitely need to keep in mind is that other cultures have been doing this for generations. We just had the tendency of calling what was going on behind the scenes or going on in our own faces some white boy shit. But now look at us, trying to clamor and catch up to the point where we are extremely behind the ball. Yes, I say this time and time again, it might as well be my mantra. 2020 was a major turning point for black people in firearms. There was a lot of people that went out and they were first time firearm owners. Congratulations. But what are you doing to justify that? Are you even going to the range often? I know I could definitely pick up because my skills suck. And the last thing I want to do is accidentally shoot somebody who is innocent. But what about you? Are you the type of person that has situational awareness in mind? Or are you the type of person that thinks that gun gives you power? And you carrying it makes you safe. You need to look at guns like knives. People who carry around knives in the back of their mind, they know that there is a chance that they are going to get cut. So if you are not ready to get cut, you don't need to carry that knife. Just like if you're not ready to get shot, you don't need to carry around the gun. Because as the old adage says, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. The same thing applies to guns. You live by the gun, you die by the gun. So don't think that that gun gives you ultimate protection. And if anything, black people right now are living historical problems. My last episode talked about how there's been a rise in childhood deaths in the house due to the fact that people are not taking firearms seriously and putting them away safely. We do not need that to continue in our society because if you want to sit down and protect yourself, you need to realize the danger that you put your family in if you do not put that gun away safely. These are serious times and the last thing we need to do is end the very legacies that we have in our own homes. We need to prepare as necessary because we are weak in that area. We need to plan as necessary because we are also weak in that area. We need to stop waiting for help from somebody who keeps our enemies well protected. It's sad to say, but we are not seen as productive members of American society in the eyes of our other cultural neighbors.
these are things that we need to realize and things that we need to overcome in order to see that we continue as a race. My firearm journey didn't get serious until I'd say close to 2020. I started out with a shotgun and lo and behold I started building my arsenal up because it seemed like things were getting more and more serious whenever this disease came out, this virus, whatever you want to call it. And I myself am behind because of that. This is something that I should have been doing in my 20s, but back then, to me, the threats were different. But granted, yes, a terroristic shooting could have broken out anywhere, especially in the state of Georgia, but nonetheless, me, personally, I thought I was safe. I was always a knife man. I always carried a knife around with me whenever I could. Nothing that would quote unquote break the law because I didn't have my weapons permit back then, but you know, something that would at least give me a fighting chance if I had to protect myself. But if anything, I should have realized that I needed more than a knife because I can't handle more than one threat. You can't use one knife to hold off five people. I mean, yeah, if you train hard enough, it's possible, but nonetheless, I myself lack the self-education and fact-checking. That being said, everyone is human and everyone has the same chance to research what they are doing. This is why we don't need to take the advice of people that think AR-500 plates are gonna protect us, but rather, we need to take the advice from people that study this, do this, and gather other people. Perfect example, NAGA national african-american gun association i've also joined another group a long time ago bgoe black gun owners and education and one of the biggest problems is don't get me wrong i love bgoe but there are other facebook groups out there where you'll have a lot of people give you a lot of wrong information and misinformation is about as deadly as a squibble if you don't know what that is you just give it you got an assignment right now go look that up squib load when you find it, tell me what it means. And if anything, you taking the advice of one source of information is only giving you one viewpoint. It's not giving you the 360 degree potential to do your own research and discover many different ways to do certain things. There's a lot more than just one gun stance. There's, a, there's multiple ones, but you have to find out what ultimately works for you. The same applies to body armor. Not all body armor is created equal. Just because you purchase what's quote unquote called a bulletproof vest doesn't mean that it is going to keep you safe. If one bullet goes into the armor in one plate, and let's just say, I don't know, lightning strikes twice and that another round goes into the same spot that the, the uh, first round had hit, there's a chance that that plate will not uphold and prevent that damage. Just like the plate will only be as good as its endurance will allow it to be. Anything below level three at this point is pointless because we've got people out here carrying more than just nine millimeter, 40s, 45, whatever. We got people out here carrying 223, 556, 300 blackout. Hell, they may have a 6.5, <laughs> it's expensive, but 6.5 uh, Grendel pistol or a 450 Bushmaster pistol. Or they may have the 6 arc pistol. I don't know. I don't even know if they make a 6 arc pistol. I know that the the uh, MCX Spear, that is the 6 hours uh, military grade rifle, is 6 arc. Granted, it's about, I 
think three thousand no it's probably more than three thousand dollars it's probably close to nine thousand dollars but nonetheless there's got to be somebody out there that has it best thing you can do is not find out because anything above level three armor was meant to try and prevent rifle rounds from killing somebody just call it what it is but not everybody can afford level three armor level three plus armor especially because there's some type of religion around green tips a lot of people love green tips but nonetheless you need to learn the plate differences you need to learn that there's, there's metal plates there's ceramic plates there's shooter cut and hell in the case if you're a woman i mean you may have some issues trying to find yourself a carrier if you are let's just say genetically gifted or you know well endowed because that plate might not fit the way it should just saying well these are all things that i can discuss later for now i just had to get this off my chest because it's it's something that goes around in my mind over and over and over again and i personally worry for my black society It's been rough times. I mean, uh, I know I haven't done an episode in a while, and hell, what a way to come back. If anything, I wish I had better news. I wish I was continuing to cover the whole slap herd route around the world and everything, but, you know, here we are, dealing with crazy problems. But we gotta do better. I highly recommend Especially if you're in New York or California, I highly recommend that you find a, a group like like NAGA, for example. I mean, I know Dr. Tiasan Johnson, he's in California, you know. I'm pretty sure that if he wanted to, he could join a chapter out there. Especially since he wants a Gatling gun, and I think it was a Gatling gun in his roof with a pirate cannon in his car. I can't remember what it was, but <laughs> shout out Dr. T. Yeah. We got to get organized. We have got to do better. We cannot be behind the ball and we cannot be afraid to protect ourselves. That is ultimately what we want to do is protect ourselves. And I think it's our right as human beings to be able to do that. And if you're not willing to fight for your right, then why even try and reinforce it? Why even have it in the first place? We owe it to ourselves as black people to continue our legacies. But that legacy will not go unhindered. That legacy will not go unmolested. But it will continue to be such if we continue to allow it. There was something I remember from the Negroes in the gun. It was talking about how mainly clan members were kept away from killing a portion of, let's say, freed men due to the fact that the freed men had access to rifles, revolvers, so on and so forth. So it's in our history to protect ourselves. Because if we choose to continue to be victims, we might as well go back into the shackles. Till next time. This is Yasuke Fett with the Black Batter Podcast. This has been another mag dump. Hey!
This the black powder podcast, let's get explicit We got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision We're having fun in the booth, we're running gun for the truth Every future black gun owner, we're spreading the news We do illegal, we're moving regal and blessing the people Some hopes for the culture, we keep it locked like guns in our holster Holding it down as we're loading the rounds If they were nervous back then, then they're gonna be scared of us now Black powder podcast